welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one movie from our mother's giant collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what movie did we watch this week? We watched Pretty in Pink. Starring Molly Ringwald and John Cryer. Those are the top two build names, but I guess who else is in there? No one that I recognize. Personally, at least. Well, Annie Potts is a big name, but not... Again, like this isn't from our generation. That's that's the bigger issue here is these are names where the top build ones are the only ones I kind of can recognize. Yeah. Film is by or directed by. I don't think it's written by. No, I think it is written by John Hughes. Okay. Which is planes, trains and automobiles. (laughs) Did you make the comparison or did the person I watched it with make the comparison? About? Well, we're just like, oh, this is films from, like, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made no comparison. Okay, then. I feel as Then like- they did, because uh, they were like, well, at least that was better than Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. They, didn't, they did not like Planes, Trains. They thought this was better? Yes. Than- I'm pretty sure that was the comment that was made. I'm not 100%. Do not quote me on this. So sorry to that person if I just put words in their mouth. Yeah, I, I feel like it. Because we were discussing just like error. This one's better. Okay. No, sorry. Just, <laughs> no, no, no. Plain Streets and Automobiles is significantly better. Um, maybe we were talking about something else. I can't remember. I do remember having a discussion about planes, trains, and automobiles. I felt recently. as though like they had characters in planes trains and automobiles man these people were flat as fuck okay i or whiny i re-watched the ending this morning just to like like refresh my memory in pink yeah pretty and pretty in pink because i didn't not take notes or didn't take notes all the way through this movie so i rewatched the last four minutes of it and scrolling through the comments for this movie people People love this movie. People love this movie who are of this generation. People, okay, yes, but I also think that watched it at this age. Yes. Like for who the target demographic is, because it is not. It's not for us, nor does it represent our high school experience. And I think that's the other issue. We didn't grow up in the 80s going to high school. And John Hughes had an obsession with creating high school like depictions, basically. Okay. Um, the other thing, I was trying to make this com- comparison while I was watching this movie. I was like, oh, this is why people love this film. So it's of, so like we would, we have, we grew up with, I'm going to say Twilight. Twilight is, people watching now, they're like, wow, that was trash. But like, there was like so much hype and there's so much fandom around it that like people love that film. So I f- feel like it's a similar comparison where this is, hot garbage but people loved it there was so much hype and fandom around pretty in pink i'm also wondering if it's a fandom around john hughes because of all of his other teenage yeah so you've got the breakfast club ferris bueller's uh 16 candles pretty in pink and then some other there's a fifth one yeah that all came out and were of the teenage era yes um so like much like five twilight films well yeah and that's (laughs) why like people when I was reading through the comments, I was like, oh, like they were just like, they were that age. They were caught up in it. They, they weren't thinking, a- analyzing film or looking or thinking about film through like the lens a, of, of today. A, yeah. Today or as an adult. 
Yeah. Because there were so many moments that were like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> because if you think about it too, when you're 14, 15 years old, I feel as though American culture, I don't know necessarily about Canadian culture, but the focus on getting to prom at oh, the end of the film goodness, yeah. is such a big deal. She's all that. That Drew Barrymore one, which I can't think of right now. Um, it, like so, Clueless, yeah, I, no, I bet so is another many, one. So many ones that like prom is like the epitome yeah, of the, the high school yeah. and what you go to high school for. And I think when you're 14 going on a date for this, you're like, yeah, this is going to be my future in two years. Yeah. Whereas like now watching this, I'm like, I don't give a shit about prom. But we also didn't like like it was like uh, uh, I got to wear a nice dress and have an okay dinner and hang out with the people that I've hung out with for the last four years. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) When we pulled this, I thought I had like seen this one. It's 16 candles that I've had on the background. Again, I don't really because someone made a comparison that this is similar to 16 candles and I'm like. Okay, maybe I really didn't watch 16 Candles. I think I literally just put it on and that's that. I did read somewhere. I think it might have been in the comments of the ending. And it was... It's similar. Someone was like, oh, it's similar. Um, The only different thing is we get... uh, What is her character's name? Andy? Or, oh, uh, Iona? No, um, Iona. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a friend, best friend or whatever. Yeah. Who... To me, in this film, and the dad are the two best characters. The dad was the most, like, felt real, Mm -hmm. grounding. Um, I liked a take and a spin on a quirky friend. And Iona, I really, like, I was always excited for her scenes. Mm -hmm. I do agree. Yeah, because I had mentioned to her, I was like, as boring as this film was... The outfits you said, like, look out for, like, some of the... The best friend having wild hair yeah. and basically coming in and stealing the show of, like, what what stupid comment is she going I'm to say? going to make... Yeah. 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 She kind of had that sense of, like, reality of, like, okay, this is kind of... You're, you're in high school. Like, none of this shit matters. matters. Yeah. But then you can also still be excited about things. Yeah. So it's funny because, like... Mom really obviously likes this film, but she doesn't really remember it because she's like, oh, that's such a good movie. And it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK. And then like after I watched it, she's like, how was it? I was like, ooh, it was um, music was good. Oh, yeah. Music is great. <laughs> Just, I led with that comment and I was like, I'm not going to. Uh... She even remembers Ducky. She remembers his name. That's that, like like she gave it to you. You told her. No, Done. she told me. Oh. Where did, does mom remember where she saw this? Was it in the movie theater? Did she rent it? Did she say anything about that? She didn't, but she would have been mid-twenties ish. Late twenties? Right? Oh, yeah. Late twenties. Yeah. She would have been around our age. She would have been around our age. Yeah. Oh, ew. Sorry. Okay, I just like I'm thinking it's not necessarily because like mom loves pop music and that's what this film is. So like I definitely understand like it's carrying that through. But why else would she like this film? 86 it came out in, right? Yeah. Should have my age. Yeah. 
I can't think of any other reason why. Clearly, she liked enough that she bought it. And uh, it wasn't wrapped. I think this is when I went through all of the DVs when we moved from the other house and, and you unwrapped, unwrapped yeah, them okay. all. So neither of us watched it. And I don't think mom's like no one has watched the DVD. No, unfortunately not. And Sorry, fortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately, I, I don't really know. Um, was it widescreen? I honestly don't know. I think it was full screen. I can't remember. I can't remember either. That's why I think it's widescreen because... I yeah, I would have yeah. I I notice things now when they're full, full screen, screen. Yeah, and okay. it just annoys the crap out of me. So I'm pretty sure, sure this was widescreen. Yeah. I think it's widescreen. I can't remember. We don't have the DVD near us, so no, can't, can't double check. <laughs> pre, pre any preconceptions about this film? I knew it was of that specific brat pack era. It had Molly Ringwald in it. It's seen as a classic cult hit to a lot of people. Like, I know there's a lot of buzz around this and of Molly Ringwald doing three John Hughes films basically in three years. That is what I knew. I thought it was going to be great. Well, I... That was my preconception. I was like, oh, we got a, a decent film this week. It wasn't... Wasn't something I would watch. Or something I'd pick to watch is what I found out after watching it. Also, I found bits and parts not confusing, but just like I was like the dialogue. I was like, oh, interesting. In some of the interactions. Yeah. And I, there was like some slang that was being used. And I was like, oh, I feel old. <laughs> but then I'm like, that's not and my I'm slang. Just, yeah, that too. And then there's another part where... The first time I was watching, I was like, oh, he just called her a lesbian. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? I missed that. And then the scene cuts next and it shows a pride flag. Oh. And I was like, oh, he really did just call her a lesbian. And then they like subtly cut to a new scene. Interesting. And you see a pride flag. Over my head. Yeah. It was, um, who was the, the douchebag friend guy? Steph. Like near like the first 20 minutes. She's like outside her. She's like getting yeah, into and her he's car, insulting her. her yeah, he wants to date her, her yeah. and then he, she's just like, get away from me. And he keeps, and then all of a sudden, he like, because he didn't get what he wanted, he just turns around and starts insulting her. Correct. Um, and he calls her a lesbian. Nice, great insult, sir. But I didn't even get it. Like I didn't even no. get the or the insult. I had it explained to me while I was watching. Again, like there's parts of this that I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what am I missing? This is a rom com, <laughs> and I need an explanation as to what I am watching. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait until we're watching some other like complicated film where you're like, I got it on the first go, <laughs> but I didn't get pretty and pink. It was just, it was just of that time. Yeah. Again, like their slang or their lingo is different than ours. And it'd be much like listening to high schoolers talk nowadays. I'd be like, huh? Yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering. So it's generation Z that's happening, correct? Sure. Yes. I believe. Who is their idol right now in that brat pack? Oh, I guess it's like the Netflix PS I still love you. Like that is one of no. I have no. Don't look at me. All I can think is they watch a lot of TikTok. I know, but like, like film that's what, wise, uh, like movie stars. But then what's that other the guy that is in? P.S. I love you. 
I don't even know what you're talking and about. And he's in literally everything. Okay, I have to. P.S. I Love You came out in 2007. Is there something else? To all the boys. Oh, that's, we've passed that though. But that's still part of Generation Z. Yeah, but I feel like we've, we've passed that. There's probably someone, I feel like content him. creators are, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. But I feel like content creators are more popular. Yeah, like I know what you're saying in that aspect because you've got whatever TikTok people, again, I don't really care, but they are a part of the brat pack and I understand that, but I'm also looking at people who are going to be a part of films because like what's her face was in She's All That or He's All That. What's her face? She's from TikTok. I can picture her. Yeah. Ray, something Ray. I don't know. A Addison. Addison. She didn't do all that well. Um, I love She's All That. I don't think we own She's All That on DVD, so I'm sad because I don't think we'll watch it. We have it on VHS. We have it on VHS. So this, this is a movie that we grew up on watching, but it will not be a part of this series, unfortunately. And I have seen She's All That. At least over 10 times, I'd say. Yeah. Um, because it was on Netflix. It got removed from necklace, net, necklace? Netflix. And then it got re-added when they came out with the remake of it. And man, did that remake make me sad. Mm-hmm. Because she's all that. It's just such cla like classic 90s film. And you got like this, like the artsy 90s vibe and you did not get that in the remake no at all and i don't think you're supposed to but i also feel like and technology i know it ruins everything yeah yeah it ruined it but anyways sorry that's my take on she's all that and i had to say it just because we're never going to review it unless i find it somewhere to add to the collection yeah accidentally let's jump into a little bit of facts for the film. We've got an estimated budget of $9 million and it made $40 million gross worldwide. I feel as though it continued to make money in sales of VHSs and then DVD releases because of how many people seem to really like this. Yeah, no, that would make sense. And it's a movie that is still not referenced, but talked about. Like, it wasn't like this movie came up and we're like, what? What is it? Yeah, exactly. You know, we knew the title. It yeah. wasn't as though it got pulled and was like, I don't know what the heck this is. Like, where did this come, come from? from? Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like Wild Side who blindsided us. We knew what this was. Yeah. We could picture who was the lead female yes. character. Yes. Didn't know who the male characters were. Yeah, didn't know anything past Molly, Molly being in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually only seen, pretty sure I've only seen Molly as an adult. In Riverdale? Was she in Riverdale? She, yeah, she's uh, Betty's mom. Is that what I, I feel like it was a movie that I saw and I was like, hmm. Kissing Booth. Seen that, those films. Isn't that, what's his face in that? The Noah that we just looked? No. Oh. Uh, someone else is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. So I've only seen her in um, Riverdale when I watched the first season and then that's it. 
and then haven't seen the breakfast club. I've seen the ending and that's it because for some reason they always played it on much music, but they would start it at like 8 a.m. So when it came to like 945, I'd be like, oh, it's the end of that movie that I still haven't watched. See, I'm the opposite. I've only ever seen the beginning of The Breakfast Club. Okay, so we got the middle to discover. (laughs) Okay, so the film emerged because Molly asked John Hughes to write a movie based on the song Pretty in Pink. This is where my, my opinion of this is just like, what? You liked a song. So you you went to a director that like how entitled of you in some ways. And was like, yeah, I like this. Can you write a movie so I can star in it? Really? Yeah. This song, this song sparked the film. Okay. And then like, it's like, there's drama between John and Molly because eventually he presented her with a role and I understand why she turned it down. She didn't want to always work with John. You have to do something different in order to learn something new. Yeah. And it spawned a, like an argument and they never talked since. And then he died in 2006, I believe. Really? Yeah. So like after. What's his uh, candy? What's his first name? John. John. After John Candy died, John Hughes was, like, devastated and, like, did next to no work and went into, like, a very depressive state and then died a few, quite a few later. uh, Died quite a few years later. So there's definitely, like, I don't know if, like, Molly necessarily, like, regrets not, like, rekindling, but I feel as though... I'm getting very specific impressions of John Hughes that he's a tough to work with, tough to deal with, and is very like strong-willed, strong-headed. It's my way or the highway. This is my film. And like, just with like, I'll talk about it when we get to how the ending had changed, but I'm just getting like specific impressions of him that I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with this. Not to mention, like, there's a lot of, like, sexism. There's a lot of, like, male misogyny. There's a lot of, like, gaslighting in these films. And it's not just this film. Like, there's also controversy in The Breakfast Club as, like, just some specific scenes, which, like, I know of, but we're not going to discuss this in this film. But I think, like, it's very difficult to watch this film and think that he was 30 years old and... I had like this weird obsession and idolized teenagers going through high school. I kind of think that's a bit weird because it's just like, I understand you can't be in high school making a high school film, but why do you have a strange obsession with creating characters like doing high school and their trivial problems that aren't real problems? Like, It's so stupid because they pin this film as like a class issue. And I'm just like, I don't feel as though it's like any sort of class issue. It's just like people are being assholes and she feels as though she has to hide who she is. I I don't know, like, am I so far removed from high school that 
I don't remember what it's like for someone to feel uncomfortable because it's been 13 years. Yeah, maybe. Um, I get like, I, I empathize and I definitely understand of like being ashamed and embarrassed for something in high school and ha- being surrounded by 200 people. Like I don't miss that. And I understand that. But I think with a different lens of being an adult and having my own opinion and understanding if someone's not respecting me, they're not my friend. I don't own them anything. You are an adult and you can come to that conclusion. Exactly. But then why is John obsessed with not doing something with that in a high school aspect? Um, because like of the way that the film ended, I think is so stupid. I think that's what would happen in in real life. Like, I think it's an accurate depiction of like what high school is is not not an accurate but like to an extent yeah a decision that someone in high school would would make um if you want to teach a better lesson then you would have her decide differently we'll discuss the ending when we get to the end of the film yeah um but i like i agree i was like Okay, that's the ending, huh? Um, but again, when I scroll through the comments of like YouTube, people were were like not pro, but they were for her making that decision. Or like, oh yeah, like that's young, that's just young love, like all this stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that, though. We we can teach other things but it is funny that you mentioned that though because like in 2016 i believe like the three of them got together and like they'd be like oh like what would be the future and molly even said herself she's just like we would have broken up weeks later yeah and that is correct yeah they didn't have anything there in their no. the substance of their, their relationship but this is this is like we can go all the way back to trolls if we really want to go there. <laughs> it's just not being your genuine self with someone else and accepting them for who they are. But it's him. But it's him. It's not her. It's not her. It's like, oh, I like this person. But it's like, then tell me, can you tell me what you actually like about them? And I don't know if he could give like concrete answers to that. But I don't think Ducky could either. No, I think Ducky also loved being her friend. Yeah, but I think he was also I think like Ducky and her had a great relationship because she wasn't hiding anything from him. No, but I guess there's one scene in my mind that really sticks out. And it's when she's driving him home. He's driving home. I can't remember. And they pull up to the really nice fancy houses. And she makes a comment like, oh, like, wouldn't it be it's her? Hers? One of, they're in a car. I think it's her okay. because she's the one who purposely drove through that neighborhood. Okay, that, yeah. yeah. And she, like, makes a comment about, like, oh, these nice houses and all this stuff. And, like, he is just, like, oblivious to the fact of, like, this is something she wants and is interested in. He's just kind of like, okay, let's go. But it's, like, have a conversation about something that she 
is not passionate about, but has like an interest in and like discuss that and like have build your, your friendship around that. And if that's not something you're interested in, then that's, that's fine. You can have different interests, but like understand, like that's a part of that person. And that is something that she wants or desires, um, in life. Do you want to be a part of that? And I don't think they were thinking, they're just like, yeah, you sound like a good person to date. Basically, that's yeah. literally what had, in my opinion, they created Ducky as a person and was like, he's going to have all these quirks and he's going to do this. And he's like, for some reason, madly in love with her, but you can't figure out why he can't even figure, figure out why, why, but he just is in love with her full stop. Yeah. And then at the very end, he so, sees someone else. else and then is it just like, okay, yeah, me, you want to dance with me? Okay, I'll go. Like, it's like. It's like I got rejected by my best friend who I've been in love with. And I've told her dad that I'm in love with her. And then I've got cute eyes across the room. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I've got attention. The attention that I've been wanting and haven't received because she was not giving it to me. Anyways, that was a huge tangent on the fact that she demanded a film to be based off of Pretty in Pink. Um, anyways, we'll move on to my next fact is Molly had a say in casting, which led to Andrew McCarthy being casted as Blaine because she said, that's the kind of guy I would fall for. She literally like handpicked. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, privilege at its finest, but to each is their own, whatever it is. And according to John, during filming his dance scenes, he tore through two pairs of shoes purchased at vintage stores because they were two sizes or they were like the shoes were too small. That dancing. Oh, you could dance. Unneeded, but I didn't mind it. it. Kind of broke up the film. Yeah. There's the like the at the prom, they like do like an overview shot of like the dance floor. And there's just this one extra. Nice. That is just going off dancing and I literally had to pause and replay it and point her out to the person I was watching with because it was so funny and like she's dancing with someone but the other person like doesn't know how to dance with her because she's literally like like just sorry I'm dancing yeah for... I'm like this is gonna go really well for editing <laughs> I'm dancing but she's just so into it and if you want to watch the film she on the dance floor is on the left closest corner and like just as doing her own thing and her dance partner does not know what to do with her. It's I, quite great. <laughs> I, it was this film, but there was also a couple of films back now because we're watching a film every week and dancing for extras. You don't have music. You're, you don't you're oh, not yeah. given anything. And so you're just told to dance and they kind of describe what music it might possibly be but they're not in the licensing agreement and it's all post-production so now exactly what your thing is my task is like what are the extras doing because i don't necessarily care like if the person is walking past the dance floor i'm like i don't care oh it was the mentalist actually that i was watching watching okay. and that's where it came up because it was like there wasn't any dancing in the illusionist. So why do I have this memory <laughs> recently? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really digging watching extras and what they are doing rather than anything else half the time. Okay. So the film ending is technically the alternate ending. Yeah. 
And this alternate ending was filmed where Andy ends up with Blaine as the final, like, um, the boy that she chooses. Yeah. But the previous version of this was she ends up with Ducky, but test audiences responded so negatively that like they were actually like walking out. Apparently, I'm like, I don't really know how that would happen because like, don't you have to like do a survey or something after you like you're in a test audience. They want your opinion is your opinion of I'm so mad. I'm going to storm out. Well, clearly (laughs) they didn't like it, but. I think I would have been happier with the ending had she ended up with Ducky, but I still would have been disappointed. I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I'm fine with the idea of, like, her ending up with Ducky. I, I feel as though the douchebag does not deserve her in any sort of capacity. Like, he clearly is kind of choosing his friends still and is sort of standing up, but he's, like, not standing up enough. Well, he said whatever to Steph. Yeah, at the end. And, like, kind of put up in his place. But. And then there's some, like, controversy around this answer, but not, like, it's it's interesting looking back because in 2012, Molly said in an interview that Ducky was secretly gay, but didn't know that he was he was at the time. And John has created gay, gay characters in his film that or could have easily been gay but was never explicitly said. However, John Cryer turned around and was like, no, 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 he, Ducky wasn't gay. Yeah. Hmm. He felt as though you can be slightly effeminate dork that is heterosexual, which I agree with. I agree. And I feel bad that all these people kind of like have put that in a box that well, if you have these, I don't know, preferences, characteristics, that makes you gay. Mm-hmm, exactly. And John Cryer has had to fight that his entire life because he's just like, this is who I am. And do I need to, like, this is my dorky persona. I am this flamboyant. It doesn't necessarily yeah. matter that I don't tick all of this off. So... Hughes was really mad that the studio demanded that this um oh ending ending me change ending oh he was really really mad and in 1987 he released some kind of wonderful and only to get the ending that he wanted the friend end up with oh he made an mm-hmm. entirely mm-hmm. new film so he wow Again, oh, wow. that's like kind of how entitled John Hughes is in a way. I'm just like, I don't know how I necessarily feel about the guy. It just feels as though he's like, I've got money and I've got an idea and people are behind me. And I'm just like, part of me is like, you are a white male. And that's the end of that. You're not kind of being questioned. But don't get me wrong, planes, trains, and automobiles, in my opinion, is still pretty good. Huh. Sorry, there's so much to this film compared to some of the other ones that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of, I don't want to say drama around it, but... I think there is drama. (laughs) Finally, before we jump into the film, Molly rewatched 
part of her films back in 2018, I believe, with her daughter. So daughter was really curious. Obviously, like people talk about these films. You're like, okay, like what's so special about them? Molly was a bit concerned because like she's like, oh, like there's some things. And she's like, okay, I think you're old enough to watch it. Molly, from a different lens and a different perspective, being in 2018, 30 years later, had different glasses on and saw how misogynistic and gaslighting some of these videos are. She actually has basically an article that she wrote about The Breakfast Club, but she does discuss 16 Candles and Pretty in Pink. I didn't read it because it seems as though... It was going to spoil... Predominantly, it goes into depth about certain things that happened in in The the Breakfast Breakfast Club. Club, yeah. And I was like, okay... I will read this when, when we, we yeah. come to that. But I just really want to mention the fact that Molly she has addressed, has acknowledged yeah. Yeah. that there are definitely things that happened in these films that she now just does not agree with and shouldn't happen. Okay. You're good to start talking about the film? Yeah. Cool. I acknowledge right off the bat that it's a good song to kick off to, not realizing that the first song was Pretty in Pink. I didn't even realize it. I just like every song I was like, oh, I know this. Yeah, I didn't know this one specifically, but I was like, oh, it's got like a good beat. It's fun. I knew the only reason why I knew it was pretty in pink was because I had the captions on. Oh, OK. I missed that. I had the captions on, too, but I you weren't picking up no. on it. It's totally fine. Uh, it basically shows that she's getting herself up. She's getting ready. She's the one that's taking responsibility. Her dad kind of looks as though he can't take care of himself. So you're kind of curious as to like what the story is about that. She's someone who seems to be very independent is kind of what you're gathering from these short kind of, not short clips, but the whole setup of the beginning of the film. Yeah. The other big thing that kind of happens is he asks like, do you have a date for prom? And that she made her own outfit. Those are like the two things that are like probably really pivotal oh, to yeah. put in the beginning, beginning of the of film. film. Yes, I agree. Because I might know it was like, oh, she like, not she likes fashion, but she likes like putting together clothing pieces. Yeah. I don't remember what was said here, but I, I have a comment that like Ducky and her are having a chat and he kind of insults her and woman. Yeah, so then it goes into the school, and he's like, well, there's like an exchange that Blaine like looks at her, she looks at, they like look at each other across the hallway, and it's kind of like, okay. And then Ducky's there, and he just is talking her ear off, and she is like walking away from him, or like getting ready to go to class, and she she is, I just had... (laughs) Sorry, I wrote Ducky down, but it auto-corrected to Dicky. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say fucky. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Ducky is following her around, talking a lot, and she seems so uninterested. Like, she does not have the time of day for him. So I did not pick up on the fact that they were friends. I thought this was just, like, an annoying boy that had a crush on her that she doesn't want ha- doesn't have the time of day for. Yeah, like, you can picture, for some reason, all I can think about is, like, Glee, where there's, like, a person that's, like, a part of the dork club, and they're making fun of someone else, at, and they're, like, walking down the um, school or, like, high school yeah, musical. School, like, yeah. there's, like, a specific... But then as they're spending more time together, you're like... I'm like, oh, they're oh. friends? This is... There's, like, parts of this that were confusing because it came across of, oh, this is an annoying boy 
who like likes her. So I got the fact that he liked her, but I didn't see the f- the friendship or the friends in that in that f- that first introduction scene of Ducky and her yeah. together. Then they're in class. She gets bullied. And it's clear, like, they're basically setting it up for the fact that she is not well-liked in the school. We don't know why. It doesn't really, it's never explicitly said as to why she's not really liked, except I'm wondering if it's her own insecurities of, like, I don't have money, so people don't like me because I don't have money. Okay, backing it up. I think, okay, Ducky does make a comment, and I literally just wrote, what did he just ask those girls? And it was about, it was like something about, oh, I'll get you pregnant. But he like, there we go. And I was like, I, I was like, what? Yeah. Did he just say that? And yeah. then, and then the person I was watching was, I, cause I was like, hold on. What did he just say? And the person I was watching with explained it to me. I was like, no, I know what he meant by his words, but did he just actually use those words and say them to it was people? Really, really rude. I, and yeah. I didn't write it down. Like, Oh, okay. That's a that's a take. Yeah, it was basically it's like a verbal assault. It was it was not appropriate. No. Okay. Yeah, and then I didn't like Ducky. After no. he, after he said, and then I was like, oh, I don't like you. You're annoying our main character that. here, and you're saying those shitty things. I was like, I don't really like you. Yeah, like basically assaulting people and being a douche. But somehow you're supposed to be like the lovable and charming and quirky and dorky and silly and goofy. It was just, yeah, it was it was hard to buy in at the beginning of the film. And then we saw his true colors again at the end when he instantly forgot about. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And then we're at Tracks where she works, which is a record shop, and she's talking about uh, prom to her friend Iona, who had. A fabulous uh bang spiky full hair oh it was just like black outfit it was it was amazing i was like okay this is what jaylene was talking about yeah i was just like right off the get-go i was like i i'm really liking this she talks about iona talks about the fact like about the fact that she went to prom but she's just like you don't have to go to prom because Andy's like really in her head about the fact like, do I go to prom? Do I not go to prom? I have no date, so I can't go to prom. I just can't do this. Oh, high school problems. Anyways. And, and but Iona's just like so just like realistic to her, like, hey kid, like you either go or you don't, don't. go. Yeah. I went and I had this time and it was whatever it is. It doesn't, doesn't affect you personally or your future or anything. Like it's just an event you go to it doesn't it's not life changing it's not life ending if you don't go like it it's just something you do and you can choose to do it if you want you don't have to and you can save yourself a whole lot of money by not going and (laughs) or you could just go buy a dress secondhand or you could just anyways i'll move on from that point then the guy who gave her flirty eyes is what I called him because I didn't have his name at the time, uh, walks in and he wants her opinion on something and she makes a sale, basically. And I can't even remember what the record was, but I was like, that does not look interesting in the slightest. Yeah. And he also didn't seem interested in it no. at all. This is what I was like. OK, 
okay, you're flirting with someone, but you're actually not showing any genuine interest in their interests. Yeah. Can we not say see that this is already an issue? <laughs> uh, we're at a club. There's a live band happening. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like that they're in an underage club thing. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what's going on there. They cause... did that at Dawson's Creek, if you remember that. What's his face tries to get him, but he gets an 18 and under or a 21 and under stamp, but and he was dating an older woman oh, okay. at the time. Okay. I do know, like in America, they have things like this. Well, I just remember Clubs. I was trying to figure it out because Ducky was out front talking to the bouncer. I guess. Yeah. And then Andy was in there. And I'm wondering if he's standing out there because he's like, this isn't my scene, but my girl is inside. Well, yeah. And then I was so confused. I was like, wait, now she's his girl. And, and then I was like, no, she, no, she isn't. He's just saying that he wants to be with her. But then why is he just shitty? And why, like, and she has no interest in him, but they're friends. I, these, these relationships were very confusing. And then she asks if there's anything wrong with dating a rich guy. And this is towards her friends. This Ducky's not a part of this out because he's still outside. She isn't. Yeah. And like, they don't really respond. And I'm just like, okay, why are we talking? This is on Andy. Why are we talking about? whether or not it's okay dating a rich guy. That doesn't matter. I could understand her being self-conscious okay, about that. her level of income. Okay. But like, that's the first thing she's asking. Well, yes. But that, I guess like that's her insecurities coming out about the fact that like she's literally only thinking about the fact that I'm only good enough to date someone who's on the same level as me income wise. Yeah. So whatever. Ducky is still outside the club. Apparently like trying to get in, not to get in. I'm like still like really confused. He, she walks out of the club and I have a note that he's being quite sexually aggressive to her. And I don't, again, like I don't necessarily always write down like what, what he's saying is yeah, he's saying, but like, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on with this person? Like, why is she tolerating yeah, him? That's what I thought. This is, I didn't think they were friends. Uh, and then he gets in her car. She drives him and she's daydreaming. There we go. Where she's driving. Yeah, she's okay. daydreaming about this what was, it would be like to it. live in a nice house. And he is so dismissive and disengaged with what she is saying. Yeah. And which I was like, why do you like her? And then I it wasn't until then I was like, oh, you're friends. What? She mentions that she's having a convo with the guy who bought the record. But I think it's just like a casual like conversation of like, oh, I've kind of made contact with someone who lives in one of these houses. And he he kind of ignores. No, he literally ignores her. Yeah, it goes out because we then find out that Ducky and dad are having a conversation and Ducky wants to marry her and dad is just on the lawn being like, okay, and what are you going to do about that? <laughs> yeah. This is also where we find out that Andy's mom has left the family. Mm. And then like, which explains the beginning. Yeah. And like, why he's a bit more like depressive. I thought he was in, I thought he was an alcoholic. That's the vibes that I was like picking up on, on like, there were addiction issues and she was taking care of him because she was mentioning like, did you get a job? Yeah. Like she had like all these things first thing in the morning, like waking him up and yeah, yeah like checking in on him. And 
yeah, I didn't get like, I'm depressed. I can't get out of bed. It's like, I can't do any of these things, which I, they are the same thing. And I definitely understand that. But for some reason, I just got alcoholic vibes. Maybe it's the way that he had like leathery skin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, that's so mean, but. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> We're back at tracks and a flirty guy I shows up and he didn't like the record that he got and he wants another suggestion. And then the fire alarm goes off and who could it be? Ducky. Yep. So then Chi and Ducky are in the back and they're talking and car guy shows up. You can see that names were not a big thing at the moment because I st- Ducky was the literally the only person's name that came up where I was like, okay, so you're Ducky. I've got that down. I got Blake's sorry blaine's but i wrote it down as blake at the beginning and i was like oh it's not blake it's blaine so i got his really early on actually it didn't get andy's until probably 15 minutes it felt like then get steph steph i didn't get until the very end okay. i kept calling him car guy okay because he met her at the car and insulted her. Okay, well, we missed that. We didn't discuss it in this, but that we was... We did in the... Uh, yeah, 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 that part. But this, yeah. that we had mentioned earlier about him calling her um, a lesbian, lesbian has already, like, surpassed yeah. at this point. So Car Guy and Flirty Eyes, they leave before they come back, meaning Ducky and Andy. Andy is another recall to... The Devil Wars Prada. Another Andy character name. We're going to run into a lot of Andys because How to Lose Guy in 10 Days is also Andy. I didn't know that (laughs) at all. (laughs) I know all the Andys. She's really mad, like really mad. And she comes home and Ducky has left her a lot of messages. And it's kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, you're mad at you. Like, why are you mad at me? I didn't do anything wrong. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, why do you put up with this shit? Yeah. Dad. So, like, the next day, dad is making breakfast. And she's kind of shocked that dad got a job. He's kind of, like, getting his life together. I don't really know why I'm contemplating about dad. Because dad dad is such a side story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he he exists. He exists. Yeah. (laughs) So we arrive at school the next day. Blaine finds her. There's like this small awkward talk. And I'm just like, what is this? I feel as though Troy and what's her face? What's her Gab- Gabriella, Gabriella yeah. have more dialogue and more chemistry together than this. Yeah, this is it was a, it just <laughs> this is again my issue with the film. I was so confused. I was like, do they even like each other? Why? That's why I call him flirty eyes. I didn't. That's all he's got. Like I didn't get that this film was like a weird love triangle <laughs> or square because it just didn't like. I didn't get that. It was a class thing until I wrote read the tagline of like what it's about. I was like, it's a class thing. I was just like, I just thought this was like what. Some guy thought American high school was like. Yeah. It <laughs> whatever. We'll, yeah. We'll, I'm gonna keep going because we could go on about the fact that this 
well, we are going on about the fact that this movie is terrible. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't it. <laughs> okay, so then, yeah, they're having small awkward talk. The bully dude is asking what Blaine is up to, and he kind of like cowers out. Then we're jumping home, and Ducky and Andy are there together. She calls him out that he wants to fail so you can stay in high school. Like, he's not really paying attention to, like, what she's helping him with. And she leaves, and Ducky has the scene in bed where he's like, I love her, and he doesn't want to be hurt. Um, and this is when she's downstairs, and she's kind of laughing at him. Mm-hmm. And then he panics and he ends up like leaving. Yeah. Okay. Weird scene that does not make logistics sense. That wasn't a proper sentence, but I'm going to keep going. They're in gym class. Why is Iona there? I didn't understand the scene either. I'm glad I'm not the only one who is just genuinely confused by this film. Like she clearly has graduated. Yes. There was no mention that she's a senior. She lives in her own place. She's dating. Like she feels like she's in her like mid 20s. Yeah. Like that confused me. I was like, wait a minute. Why are you in gym clothes in a gym class? I don't care that you're smoking. Like, that's fine. Like what you do, you. But it was you being a 25 year old in a high school Yep. Anyways, we'll keep going. Okay. So more bullying happens and yeah, whatnot. And there's like still some like class stuff. And she ends up in the principal's office and she keeps losing her temper due to friends being bullied and for Andy being bullied. And then like, I think this is where like the class thing comes in, but I'm just like, what? And he's just like, you are really lucky that you're here for the neighborhood that you come from. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just like, that to me is like such a stupid comment. But anyways. Okay. And then Ducky's worried for her because he finds out that she's like in the principal office. office. Then he ends up in the girl's bathroom and I'm like, okay, like some comedic stuff. I'm like, whatever. Apparently he ad-libbed that line. He did. About the, oh, we don't have these vending machines in the boys' washroom. <laughs> the candy which, machines. The candy machines, which made me laugh. Yeah. The one redeeming quality of Ducky was that line. And that then after that, it was like, and you're back to being hated. Yeah. I should also mention that she's been asked out for a date by Blaine. Okay. Because. This is my favorite part because I. We go to the, the record yeah, store. Yeah. No, no. This, it, this, this is earlier on. I can't, I did, this is, again, my notes, I stopped taking them, but I did write this down because I thought, Jaylene's going to like this one. There's no technology in it. And then I was, then I was discussing like, with the person I was watching with, like, is this how they flirted back then? Like, is this how they built and maintained relationships and friendships? Like, kind of, kind of strange. Um, they seem to like to insult each other and not be very nice um, to each other. Um, but back onto the technology, like, well, how did, how did we interact with people and how did we make and maintain and build friendships and how do high school students do now? But then he slides into her DMs. No. When she's at the computer. Oh yeah, that's right. They were okay. Yeah. Okay. And I just, 
died with laughter because at first I thought, well, this is really fucking creepy because technology back then was used much differently than technology is used today. But he goes like, he goes like, hi, I know who you are. Like, I can't remember the text conversation. That's like, she's just sitting at a computer and it's just like typing words at her. And it's, and like, do you know who I am? Like all these, like really, I was like, this is kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and then his picture shows up on the screen and then they stand up and they lock eyes. And I just was laughing and I just thought, wow, he really just like slid into her DMs in the eighties. I literally like blacked that out. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't, I didn't write it down. I was just like, I think I was more of like, oh, computers, they're <laughs> flirting with each other on the computers. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I read a tweet that I don't know if you would appreciate because I think I did more phone calling, but someone tweeted recently about the fact that kids these days don't realize how easy it is for the fact that when you called the house phone, you would literally have to have like a two minute phone conversation with the parent on the other end. Oh, yeah. And be like, (laughs) hi, can I speak to? And then like you would have to hope that one, they're not in trouble and they're actually allowed to use the phone like that's a big one um or like if the line's already busy because a parent is already on the phone or if they're waiting for a phone call or like so many things or they're just not even in man mm-hmm. oh man don't have to do that anymore you can just call them directly obviously if you're quite young probably not the case but i i would, you yeah. wouldn't be calling them anyways anyways this is a great computer scene it made me laugh but I actually had fear. I was like, oh, God, is this like a stalker movie? I for <laughs> half a second thought that based on what text is coming up if on the only, computer screen. If only. Okay, so then we're at the record store. Ducky is lip syncing and dancing. Andy doesn't really look all that impressed. And then Blaine shows up and he was like, let's go on a date. And Ducky, well, no, obviously they're going on a date. But Ducky leaves upset. Yeah. And he like storms past them. Blaine wants to go to a party. She doesn't. She looks so uncomfortable. Like, why are you going out with this poor boy? I and know. Like, or, what are you doing? I know. Not not picking up on her signals whatsoever. No. Um, so they show up at the party. And She's so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. My goodness. Why did you bring her here? And then you like... Your then, interactions with her, like trying to... Nah. Well, and the, the other thing too is like they're kind of insulting her in front of him and he's like, I kind of can't believe I'm friends with these people. And she like looks at them. She's like, I can't believe you're friends with them either. And then he suggests that they go upstairs. And she's like, uh, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that. And he's like, no, no, we're just going to hang out. Then why did you bring her to this fucking party? Go somewhere else and I just hang out and have a conversation. Then. I couldn't believe they didn't go to a restaurant. Like if you knew your friends were at a house party that was happening then and if you really wanted to go to this house party then just go to the house party without and, her and without her and don't don't bring someone who clearly is uncomfortable being there I and, know. and like go for some ice cream go get a drink at a restaurant go for a walk go for a walk go go find a park bench to sit on so many things that you could do and then dragging someone to someone somewhere they don't want to be to only sit and want to talk with them and that was dating ideas by violet (laughs) that yeah Ah. they walk into the room and douche dude is there i got new name for him (laughs) his name is steph steph 
she then gets bullied, but Blaine just literally stands there and doesn't do anything. I'm like, oh my god. And then, but then I'm also not surprised. But after, like, because the after what happened, and I'm just yeah, like, the girl that was also was like being mean to her at school is now being mean to her there. Like two of them are being mean to poor Andy. And then when it's all said and done and over, Blaine's just like. Oh, like that wasn't very nice of them. Like that's it. So stupid. And then we're at the back of the club. Ducky's talking to Iona and they're like sitting with each other and clearly convincing had happened because Blaine and Andy show up. Yeah. And Ducky's being a complete jerk about it. And Blau, Blau. <laughs> Blaine? And now Blaine is now out of his, his comfort zone. Ducky is still upset and continues to annoy them. They finally leave. And Ducky kisses Iona in front of Andy and says that she's been replaced. I was like, holy shit. What is your problem, sir? I can't imagine what the fuck he was like in college. I'm going to take some of my words back that I said earlier. I said I would have been happier had Andy ended up with Ducky. I disagree. So I understand well, I understand there. why the test audience was... We're going to get there. I wonder how John Hughes treated women was also my thing. I also Googled if he was gay. Okay. I really want to see the movie that he redid. Some kind of beautiful. Yeah. Do we own that? No. Some kind of wonderful is what it is. But no, we don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Andy wants to just go home but doesn't want him to take her home because she's like clearly really afraid of finding out where he lives. Um, Sorry. Where she lives. Where she lives. Yeah. He then also asks her to the prom. They kiss. She comes home. She's all happy. Dad can tell that she's happy. And um, she's like, but he's a Richie. And dad's like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, dad's a good dad. Doesn't matter if he's a Richie, but please make sure you're actually interested in being with him. I think think he doesn't say that, but I think it's explicit that like she comes all happy. And I think it's kind of a miss like read on the fact of like what truly had kind of happened in some ways. I feel like she just got attention from the cute boy that she likes. Yeah. And then he's kind of misreading it as the fact of like, oh, she's like had a really good time. Like it was good interaction, like blah, blah, blah. But like I felt at the end, like dad is a good dad overall. Yeah. He he was like a good. Yeah. Person. He was invested in or like genuinely interested in what was going on in her life. Yeah. Dad feels really bad that mom isn't around, though, because I think there's like a moment where like he then feels as though he's like driven her away. But whatever. Uh, she goes to Iona's at some point and he finds Iona's prom dress, says she's now going to prom and Iona offers her to try it on. She says no. And then we're back to Blaine and Steph. Now I have names for a douche dude. Uh, he says Steph says that he was disappointed that he brought her and Blaine kind of questions like if money is all that matters to Steph, like like, why do you care? Is this literally like all you're living for? And Steph like basically says, like, I won't be friends with you if you stay with her. I'm just like that. And he was like he, earlier he makes like a comment of like, 
if money, if I cared about money, then why would I? Do you think I wouldn't be doing that? Like yeah. something like he really does not. Like, he stands up for her in the end. Like Blaine actually makes a stand and yes. be like, what the fuck are you going on? Yeah. Then they're on a date. They are actually kind of having like deep thoughts and like deep conversation about like this is when they're kind of like in the hay bales. They're kind of like yeah. talking about the fact that of like their classes kind of like matter, but then they don't matter. And it's like really bizarre that I keep saying classes because it makes me feel as though like he's the prince and she's the pauper. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's not like that at all. No. Uh, he says that he does want her despite everyone around him trying to influence him otherwise. Uh, quick scene that she's gone shopping uh, for a prom dress. Yes, yeah. She can't afford anything. And then she gets cornered by like the school bullies, but she's able to kind of like escape. Uh, she's at home and she's calling Blaine. Her phone call gets ignored. Uh, her dad comes home with a pink dress and she's all concerned, like, where's the money coming from? They're kind of having an argument. There's like missed appointments, like just like conflict or whatever, but it like gets resolved pretty quick. They're at school now. Blaine is kind of ignoring, but also lying to her. She's so mad and calls him out for lying to her because he was not returning her phone calls. And he says that it has nothing to do with her. And he kind of like, she just is just, she stands up for herself and is like, why? You know what's happening? Like, like what is this? You're like playing with me. Ducky sees the whole thing and Steph also kind of heard the, heard it. It's like kind of unclear as if he like saw it necessarily. He makes fun of Blaine. For the fact that he got called out. I'm like, oh my God, enough about you. <laughs> Ducky attacks Steph, which is so funny. And he goes to Iona's and uh, Iona's really happy. She's found a guy, but Andy feels very uh, humiliated of the, of the way that Blaine has treated her. She also wants Iona's dress. And this is where she starts merging the two dresses, Iona's dress and her dad's dress that um, she was given. And she wants to go to prom alone because she's kind of making a stand of like, no matter what you guys treat me like. I'm still, yeah, I can still go and have fun. Like you, I don't need you in order to enjoy this. And I'm disappointed that she then... Like, I'm disappointed that that's what she says. And then something else happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, this is great. You're standing up for yourself. But then all of a sudden, like, oh, my God, you're so disappointing. Are we going to talk about the dress? Yeah, we can talk about the dress. How did you feel about the dress? I did not like the dress. Molly did not like the dress. I... I'm very confused as to what was happening up top that I don't remember what the bottom looks like. Uh, the bottom's very plain and basic. It's the, and like not super fitted. It's just kind of meh. So it's the fabric, the the cut, the mesh, the drop neck, the all the things. It's a, quite the dress. I do recommend looking it up to see. It is unfortunate. That all of her outfits were so cool that she put together and she pieced together and she thrifted. And then this one was not it. 
No, it looks as though she took like the skirt and basically brought it up and took a couple pieces off of lacing and put it up top and like used a collar. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay. What she did with the shoulder piece, like the cutouts, I like that, but it's the lack of fit that is an issue. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I'm just saying based on the other things that she had been wearing and thrifted and put together. And then for this to be like the final outfit, I was like, okay. Yeah. It, it's just, it doesn't look as though they spent a lot of time on it. No. And it's not flattering at all. Yeah. So she shows up, she definitely looks like insecure and kind of not too sure. Like, should I go in? Like everyone's there that I don't really like. I don't really have any friends in there. Cause like her and Ducky's her and Ducky are on the outs and then Ducky notices her. They smile at each other. Then they walk in together. He, he says that Blaine is there. Mm-hmm. And then we see him. And then we also see Steph. Steph. And there's Steph is like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going to go see Andy? Yeah. And that's the only time Blaine ever stands up for her. In front of her. <laughs> in front of her and chooses her instead. But. And then she's all happy. They go off to dance. Ducky's kind of sad, but Ducky also acknowledges like to give her away and realizes like, okay, I'm not hers. And then he looks across the room and this is where he sees the the girl who looks at him and he's like me. And she's like, yep. And he's like, okay, sounds good. And so he gets his happy ending and then they get their happy ending in the parking lot. I'm really confused why they left the dance. To go hang out in the parking lot. I don't know. To just give them a quiet scene together. Just the two of them. I guess like I was like that. I was like, man, you got all dressed up to go to prom and literally just going to spend it in the parking lot. Like, okay, that's fine. Okay. She should not have chosen either of them. She should have stuck with her guns. Yes. And been like, I'm going alone and I'm going to stay alone and I'm going to enjoy my night for myself yes rather than choose someone specific even if she spent the night like let's put it this way the final scene is her and ducky dancing together and her just saying i'm glad you're my friend yeah full stop still would have been implied that the fact that she went there on her own volition I think actually that would have caused so many people to be upset. What do you mean? I watched all this movie and she didn't pick a single one. I don't care. Like, like <laughs> no, there are people, there are people out there who don't really care if someone watches a film and there's no perfect ending. I, I just, again, they would have broke. They definitely broke up two weeks later. They realized that nothing about what they were doing had anything in common And he's still stuck in class and she's still stuck in class war and la la la. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's. It's a triangle that could have been turned into a line. A dot. A single, a single dot. They just keep going on their trajectory. Oh, like parallel. Yeah. So how did you rate this film? For my story score, I gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Okay. I gave it a two. Oh, <laughs> but now I kind of wish I gave it lower. I gave it a 1.5 because the story, in my opinion, was loose. But the more I discussed it, I was like, OK, they're kind of a story. But I was just like, 
there were shitty characters that I could not see myself in. Mm, and couldn't relate to. Um, yeah. And like 80s aside, let's put the 80s aside. Yeah, yes. I think there was just things happening where I was like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with like all of these things. I think people should be standing up for themselves. Again, I'm an adult. I am not a teenager. So it's definitely difficult to put that persona on a teenager. Um, I gave it a two because we've seen worse story wise when comparing. Yeah. I think my. A big part of my scoring is character development. Okay. And there was lack thereof. Yeah. Maybe there was, but it was not the direction I felt it should have gone. Music. Four out of five. I get it. 4.5 out of five. Wow. I was singing along. I was even like ones that were just like, I don't know, instrumental or more score mm-hmm. based. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The music was very, very well done in this film. Scenes and locations. I gave it a three and a half. I also gave it a three and a half. I think there was a lot of things that were really well done and played with it. I like the sets that they used and like the playfulness of the colors and just like the 80s fashion, yeah. even though it was the 80s. And like her job, like the the records her is so cool. Really, really enjoyed that. 0.5 for Annie Potts hairstyles. <laughs> um also, fun fact, the high school that they used was also the same high school that's in Greece. Yep. The movie Greece, not the place Greece, <laughs> the way that I phrased that. So it's really... <laughs> hey, if they filmed in Greece, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, um, it, was, it was so cool to see like a, just like a genuine 80s film filmed in the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's what I really liked about this was much to what Stranger Things is, you're picking up 80s fashion and you're picking what you want 80s fashion to look like in Stranger Things whereas this is this is what's hot right now oh, yeah and we're using it yes there's going to be stylized things that are played on but I don't think it's any detriment of being over the top with certain selections I think it was very very suitable. Yeah. Because like Annie Potts hairstyles are very punk rock. Well, punk rock comes out of 80s. Yes. So I, I kind of feel as though like there's a lot of fun things that are happening. And it's like, OK, let's pick what's kind of like happening right here and right now and use it. Whereas Stranger Things, not that I'm saying like anything is wrong with what they do in Stranger Things. I love what they do. But that's the thing that's coming to mind. It's but very catered. It's very like like select pieces from the 80s are going to be used and incorporated into. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing is, like when you think 80s, it's like bright colors. Well, that wasn't necessarily what was happening in Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink, they had uh, some like tan stuff, some brown stuff, but it was very oversized. Like the, yeah, the fit, fit of it yeah, is very important and I think really stood out. My overall rating is 6 out of 10. I have a 6.66. Oh, and what is it on IMDb? That's a good question. 6.7. Closer. Huh. Do we keep the DVD mom likes? No. No. (laughs) No, we don't. No, thank you. I have no interest in ever watching this one again. Yeah, I, I, no, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, It's an average score for a subpar film, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Okay, so it now comes to the time of that week、oh. where we get to pick the next film, and I am ready to bid adieu to this <laughs> and move pick, on to something else. Yeah, I don't. It is what it is for next week, and I don't know what it is. That okay, you ready?、So、crazy. You ready? I am ready. Okay.、Mm. Memento. Oh, I know what it looks like, but I've never seen it before. Okay, I've seen it before. I know it's like a crime mind thing. Like you're trying to figure out what's happening, but you don't know what's happening. I know it's like <laughs> it's a big twist at the end. That's what I know about、okay. Memento. It's a crime twist that doesn't describe it all that well. It's like Ocean's Eleven. Something's happening, but you don't know what's happening, and then it gets revealed at the end. And you're like, "Fuck!" It's almost like a mystery. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I just described what a mystery's called. <laughs>、um, yes, that is, and it's a thriller. I don't know.、Uh, it's suspenseful. Suspense, okay, I'd say. Okay. We'll find out next week. Thank you so much for downloading.、Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I also hope that you watch Memento with us next week. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.